0: shoplifting in indiana i watch a lot of news i read the news and i am blown away by these people that in new york and california and even chicago walk into a drugstore or a Rite aid or something grocery store and they literally have a trash bag and they're just like putting stuff in there and no one is stopping them and then in this video uh the brazen thief actually like nods at the security guard and this is just wild and so one of my friends was asking, me, Mark, is there anything these shopkeepers can do? Oh, there's tons that a shopkeeper can do in Indiana. When I say shopkeeper, I'm not imagining some old man sitting behind a counter but basically loss prevention or store. What can they do in Indiana? Well, there's something called the shopkeeper's privilege and it's a pretty powerful act here. If a store believes a person is stealing then the owner of the store or an agent of the owner, such as loss prevention or even the police, can actually detain that suspected person so long as there's probable cause to believe that they're stealing. So don't get too caught up on the word probable cause. For the most part, it's gonna be a loss prevention officer. I saw that person stick something in their pocket and leave the store. Or I saw someone stick something in their bag and not pay for it as they started towards the exit. Um, Or what we're seeing a lot of is somebody went to the self-scan and only scanned a few of the items, leaving a lot of the items unscanned and then tried to leave. That's going to be visual. If they think that you're stealing, then they're going to be able to stop you. So the Indian law allows them to do a few things. and They enumerate it by statute. An owner or agent of a store who has probable cause to believe that theft has occurred or is occurring on or about the store and who has probable cause to believe that a specific person has committed or is committing the theft may detain the person and request the person to identify himself or herself, verify the identification, determine whether the person has in the person's possession unpurchased merchandise taken from the store, inform the appropriate law enforcement officers and inform the person's parents or other interested persons in the person's welfare that the person has been detained. There's a bunch of stuff for younger kids or people under 18 but here's something really important. The detention must be reasonable and only last for a reasonable time and not extend beyond the arrival of a law enforcement officer or two hours, whichever occurs first. So it must be reasonable and it cannot exceed two hours or the arrival of law enforcement, whichever occurs first. That is huge. And so essentially, if these people were stealing in Indiana like this, this laws prevention could say, hey, stop, I wanna see you the receipts for the things you purchased. Obviously, we know these people didn't purchase anything because they're wearing masks and putting it into their bag. Um, But they're allowed to stop them. What I'm not saying is they're allowed to punch them. Definitely can't do that because it has to be reasonable. And we always know you can't use deadly force for property. So I think, hey, stop, I want you to come with me. That's totally fine. And um, 1999 or 2000, somebody actually sued Walmart. Hey, I didn't steal and you guys stopped me because you heard the alarm go off when i left, and you guys really embarrassed me, and it really hurt my feelings that you guys thought I was stealing. And Other people might have saw that I didn't do anything wrong. And the Court of Appeals said, hey, you know what? The legislature said a little bit of embarrassment's okay to make sure these shopkeepers aren't being robbed or stolen from. And so it's definitely embarrassing to be stopped by law enforcement or even loss prevention or even a store owner, but it's something that we've decided as a society is okay. But it has to be reasonable. So if the I don't think a shopkeeper or a loss prevention could just immediately grab you and say, "Hey, where's everything you stole?" That's not going to be reasonable. And obviously can't do it longer than two hours. Now, if somebody is trying to run out, I think the person could be like, "Hey, stop! Make a, a human shield! Hey, don't do that!" And if the person were to swing at the loss prevention or the store owner, well, I'm pretty sure they can defend themselves. That's going to be a-okay under Indiana law. So. There is a mechanism by law that allows shopkeepers or agents of shopkeepers to stop or try to stop shoplifting. Now, I'm going to talk to Jameson Allen here and figure out why some companies may not be too interested in actually using force to prevent shoplifting.
1: So, there's several reasons, several issues at play. Some of them are legal. Some of them are more uh, just in business concerns. So the first one is uh, what most people might think of is liability if the store is wrong, if they detain the wrong person. Um, this happened actually uh, to Lazarus in a, in a case uh, from maybe like 20 years ago, but it's a while ago. But down in Greenwood, at Greenwood Mall, they arrested the, uh, a woman who wasn't a shoplifter, and she got a verdict against them, uh, like $300,000 in compensatory and like a million in punitive damages, something like that. So, of course, a uh, a store doesn't want to deal with that. Um, And sometimes this can happen just from a miscommunication. Let's say somebody brings back an item, returns it, and then the person at the customer service says, okay, just go grab what what you need, the other color or whatever. Uh, And they do that, and then another employee thinks they're stealing, right? So it can happen easier than what you might think. Uh, even if you're correct as a store and you have the correct person, that person is actually uh, a shoplifter, uh, you're trusting the judgment of your employees at that point to handle the situation properly and immediately assess uh, the, the, the circumstances and, and do what's right uh, and handle it properly. Uh, the, and the, so even if you have that, you still have to prove that you're you're acting, you're acting reasonably, right? Uh, not using excessive force under this, this situation. And you have to prove in court then, uh, potentially later, that you had probable cause to detain that person. So in the United States we value freedom, right? Uh, we don't want even the government to be able to detain somebody unless there's probable cause or reasonable suspicion depending on the circumstances. Uh, so of course we're gonna have those kind of requirements on a private party, on individuals or on stores, on businesses, that you can't grab somebody and, and restrict their, their freedom unless you have certain uh, elements that, that you can prove. So um, all of those are, are legal concerns that are dealing with the actual uh, detaining of that person and a claim that that person could have against the store. But there's even more concerns. Uh, For example, the the person you're detaining could be dangerous. Uh, People who are committing crimes sometimes are armed, right? Uh, If they're not armed, sometimes people are willing to use some kind of force, physical force in order to not be arrested, not be detained. So in that situation, the store could be facing two different kinds of liability. One is against the employee themselves. If I'm an employee and I, I'm trained by the store to stop somebody from, from theft, and I do that, uh, and I get punched or I get you know stabbed or shot, that's a workers' comp claim. Uh, and e- even if I don't do it right, so workers' compensation, uh, there's some things that are bad about it for employees. One good thing for employees is that even when you do stuff wrong, if you're putting you know moving a piece of wood through a saw and you don't do it right and you cut off your thumb. That's still a worker's comp, even if you made a mistake. Uh, so the employee will have a claim, but you could even have a customer having a claim, right? Uh, if someone pulls out a knife or a gun or even just starts punching and, and punches an innocent bystander, uh, customer, uh, or delivery person uh, to the store, that person could have a claim against, against the store. Um, and one thing that I was thinking about if I had a client with that kind of claim, what I would do at trial is quote uh, the, the movie Shrek or something close to it. Uh, people that have seen it probably remember the, the line from I think the character's Lord uh, Farquaad. But uh, he says, some of you may die, but that's the risk I'm willing to take, a sacrifice I'm willing to make. And essentially, uh, the business would be playing the role of Lord Farquaad in that situation and saying hey we don't want our $17 sweater stolen so we're going to uh, you know risk everybody's safety in this situation so that we can get our $17 so you can see how how that part can play out Um, so uh, then there's also just some business concerns or uh, realistic concerns the store might not even need to detain the person in order to um, uh, detain a person in order to prove the case, right? So uh, there's video, security video, surveillance video. There's other witnesses uh, potentially who can identify the person. So detaining might not even be necessary for for the case. Uh, other business concerns is the reality of, of police enforcement. Police have a lot to do. It's a very, very difficult job that they have. Um, if they have you know, a fleeing suspect from a bank robbery or, you know, murder or rape or whatever, obviously that's gonna be a more important, uh, more urgent situation than responding to to shoplifting. And so stores, when they detain someone for shoplifting, it's not like a three minute uh, experience. Uh, It's it's something that's going to take a lot of time uh, and even cost them time later on if there's a trial. Employees have to attend depositions, have to uh, prove uh, the evidentiary elements to get video into evidence has to you know have to attend trial. It just becomes a huge mess for the store. And on top of that, if you think about it yourself, how how eager are you to go to a store if they have a reputation for chaos for arresting people and you see police cars by the store all the time, right? So the stores have all kinds of reasons uh, why they would be hesitant uh, in that situation. And of course, let me say. Stores aren't, you know, all evil. Uh, It's not like everybody who owns and runs a store. Uh, We're businessmen. Uh, We have moral concerns. We do the right thing even when it costs us money. So maybe the store just doesn't want people to get hurt, right, and so uh, there's all kinds of reasons why why, uh, a store might not want to take any action in this situation, and of course then that means that reality, uh, people who are committing these kinds of crimes the fact that they know the swords are hesitant might make them want to do it even more and might, might encourage it even more. So it ends up being a very complicated problem uh, once you start thinking through all the issues.
0: And so in the videos that we have in this, that we're showing during this talk, people are wearing the face mask, they're taking advantage of the current situation for a little bit of extra anonymity, and it's, it's clever, it's not right, it's not clever though. But Jameson, I love the point that, you know, these multi-million-dollar corporations may not want to put their financial fate in a 22, 23 year old loss prevention officer and count on them to use their reasonableness. And it totally makes sense why they're not out there grabbing people. I will say, you know, doing criminal offense, most times there's no force involved at all. Sir, we need you to come with us. Absolutely, and they just follow them into the little room. Um, so most times there's not any force at all in the cases that we've seen. And then I have yet to see a case where somebody um, fled and the store actually went out there and got them. Usually, just like Jameson said, the store walks outside, the lost prevention officer walks outside with their video phone camera, takes a photo of the driver's license, or the license plate, and you, they catch them later. So most stores aren't interested in getting a une- negative type of attention. And so even though there is immunity in the statute saying as long as you do it reasonable and you don't do it for more than two hours, that doesn't end it. There still can be sued because reasonableness is a very broad <laughs> it's a very broad scope up to a judge or a jury. And so if you're watching this, please understand if you see somebody steal something at Walmart, you cannot use physical force to stop them because the statute doesn't apply to you. It only applies to store owners, their agents, loss prevention, or police officers. And so we've talked about other videos. You cannot use deadly force to protect property. And so uh, self-defense laws, defense of property, go into all of this. So if you witness something like this, you cannot be just tackling people on the ground if you're not an agent of that store or a law, a law enforcement officer. So um, it's crazy what's happening on the coast in Chicago with these brazen thieves committing just straight thievery. But it makes sense that. why they're not being tackled by their loss prevention,
1: yeah. One, one thing that uh, struck me as, as you were talking, when I was in law school, uh, war story time. Uh, <laughs> when I was in law school, one of the things we had to do is go to court and observe a a trial, a certain number of trials, a certain number of hours in court, right? Um, the very first time I went, the case was a criminal case, and the uh, issue was the person on trial was someone who went to a store, I uh, th- think it was Target, and uh, they went and got... Uh, You know, television. I think it was some big electronic, expensive product, went through the uh, cashier line, and they had some type of uh, system that the cashier knew a code or something, a secret word, and the cashier would like, you know, scan a candy bar and not the television, and then the person walked out with a you know three hundred dollar television or whatever. Um, And so in that situation, the store would having even had an even more of a reason to not get involved uh, in that situation because they had people on the inside who were actually, actually part of it. I know some of these videos were kind of weird. It seems like the person inside in the store knew what was going to happen or there was some type of agreement. So you even have crazy stuff like that going on.
0: And I, and I will say that
1: the prosecutor's
0: office and the counties that we're in central Indiana, when there's employee theft, that's treated much more harsh than some sort of first-time offender you know, going in and stealing a candy bar or you know, some low-value item. I mean, that's still serious and it's a crime, and you know, depending on the county, the judge, jail is on the table, but when an employee does what Jameson just described, discounting uh, tires for a dollar or scanning a candy bar instead of the TV, the counties and prosecutors and even judges treat that very harsh, they treat that as a huge aggravator because an employee is in a position of trust And when they abuse that, they're more eager to punish. So that's a great point. And we could talk about this all day because there's so many nuances in this and there's so much interplay between criminal law and civil law. But we don't got all day, neither do you. If you have any questions, give us a call, 317-632-3642. Don't steal. And remember, always plead the fifth.